The pressure is building. You are more than the air. Listen, I close to my heart. See her face and notice she's still reflection is more than you see. You are more than a phenom. Lasting S is longer than eons in the plateau that we on. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Man, oh man, this week was crazy. Um, I was so frustrated trying to figure out the camera for the poetry show that I had to like, I had to stop everything. Besides being sick last week, like while I was sick, I was trying to figure out how to um, get the 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 camera specs to be able to record the portrait show because I was trying to create this vibe and it created so much frustration. Um, it just created so much frustration trying to figure it out. And it was like, I spent hours watching YouTube videos or trying to fix this, trying to fix that. And I kept going, kept going, kept going. I finally got to this one video uh, the other day and I realized that I just had to accept it for what it was that um, I needed to get a different type of computer to be able to accomplish the the goal that I was trying to set for, for Recite Night with Complex. But it, it's crazy that I was struggling mentally, like, why can't I figure this out? Like, it created so much, just so much stress in general of, like, I have this idea in my head and I want to, uh, I want it to flourish, but it's not working and I can't get it going. And um, it bothered me. And I really, it, it, it really made me just not want to do anything until I was able to figure out how to do that thing. But the reality of it is, um, I can't allow those type of things to be the deterrent of, of what I'm trying to accomplish. And the, the, the journey is what the journey is supposed to be. And like I always say, obstacles are going to come, but we have to be strong enough to, you know, continue to push through the obstacle and try to figure out what we can, but we get to, we have to be honest with ourselves when we get to that point of, okay, I can't do nothing or I can't do anything with this right now. I have to just make sure that I keep going so that it, it may slow me down, but I have to keep going. I can't just stop because of this this obstacle that's in front of me. Um, besides that, it's, it's been a roller coaster week emotionally. It's the holiday season, which um, which means re. How can I say this? King's birthday was Friday and I had to muster up the strength to be happy because I am because, you know, that's my baby and it was his birthday. But I couldn't help but thinking about the reality that once his birthday passes, I have to deal with the loss of Kennedy. And all year I've been kind of prepping my mind and trying to make sure that, you know, I'm not hindered by that emotion from doing what I'm supposed to do for the other kids. But last week, I just found myself in so much pain mentally. I found myself, you know, not wanting to get out of bed, found myself sleeping more, just just stressed out. But when King birthday came, I mustered up the strength to 
celebrate my baby. You know, he 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 turned eleven and everything is all good. Um, but Thursday, which is Kennedy's birthday, but also Christmas Eve, it begins. It, it gets difficult because Christmas is supposed to be a joyous occasion just for whatever it's supposed to be. And for me, I have, it's a roller coaster because I'm sad, but I have to muster up happiness and peace so that I don't ruin these days for, for the kids. Um, I don't know what they feel about their sister's birthday being, you know, and, and Memorial Day being on Christmas Eve. I don't know how that affects them. You know, I try to talk to them about what I can talk to them about. But for me, it affects me because, again, I'll always think about, man, Kennedy is missing from this. And for for it to be, you know, on Christmas Eve is just it, it's it's an extreme uh, uh, a pain that 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 I'll probably live with forever. You know, Christmas will never be the same for me, you know, and the kids. It'll never be the same. So I've been struggling this week just trying to, um, I guess, trying to deal, you know. I, I didn't expect myself to be over it. I didn't, I didn't, I had no expectations for how I would feel when the time came back around and remembrance, you know, remembrance got stronger and, oh, I was doing this at this time when I found it out and I was doing that and it hurts. And so it's been, it's been a struggle. And I, you know, I pray, I pray that it's not so much a struggle as we lead closer to it. In reality, I know there will be some type of discomfort, some type of, uh, uh, hurt, you know, I'm trying to stay busy. I'm trying to stay, um, keep, keep occupied so that I don't have so much settling down time to think about it. Um, I tend to, like, I, I, uh, I like to kind of wrangle my emotional, um, how can I say this? My, uh, I like to handle all of my emotions, like in one setting, like it's, it's difficult for me to, it's difficult for me to allow it to be spread out. Meaning like having downtime during the day, I'm going to think about whatever having downtime or during the morning, I'm going to think about it in the afternoon. I'm going to think about it. So I try to really, really stay busy until, uh, days in so that I can sit down and whatever is going to hit me emotionally. Um, I have, you know, my notepad or I have just the, 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 the chaos of the other kids running around and stuff, but I'm at peace with that. So I'm able to focus on whatever the emotion is and just let it process out. If it brings tears, it brings tears. If it just, you know, brings a sad feeling, it brings a sad feeling, but I just make sure that no matter what, as I'm dealing with those emotions, I'm getting down to the reality of the situation. And though I'm saying this to myself, to keep me going. My reality is that my baby will never return in the physical form, right? So accepting that I'm able to grow 
um, how can I say, I'm able to grow through the pain, right? Because we get, we, 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 we have these things where we just don't, I'm sorry, y'all, this is like, really? Oh, that's why. Um, we have these emotional traumas that instead of accepting it and let it fully process through, we, we keep blocking it. So for me, like, I'd rather at the end of the day, I'm sitting there, whatever's going to hit me emotionally, spiritually, energy wise, I'd rather sit there, come with a, come with my game plan, uh, meditate, pray, uh, sit in silence, whatever I have to do to uh, ingest whatever the pain is. It's important that we, we ingest and, and also it's important that we let it digest through because if not, it's going to keep on coming up. It's going to keep on bubbling up um, at a very high, uh, a very high intensity rate. So I just I, I've been this week just preparing, just, you know, taking my deep breaths, understanding it's going to hurt. But I have I have five kids that are still on Earth that need me. I have my three goddaughters that are still breathing that need me. So I, it's not me forgetting her or moving on from her. It's more using her energy to propel me to be a better father um, on all astral planes. But the pain, you know, that like being the baby and knowing how it is, is just like I, like that was my baby girl. You feel me? And it, it still is my baby girl. I don't want to say was, but that's my baby girl. But I'll no longer get to hold her again. And so it's just, it just it just tore me up a little bit, um, affected my sleeping. But I didn't quit. I still got up. I still mustered up the strength to do what I need to do for King's birthday, to do what I need to do for work and stuff like that. So it was one of those things that I had to tell myself, yo, you got to keep going. You have to. Like, don't let this don't let this fully tear you down. I've been finding myself uh, beyond my physical, medical um, issues that I've been having. Like, I just finding myself if I'm not working, I'm sleeping. I'm not trying to do no interaction. I'm not trying to speak to nobody. I'm not trying to answer the phone. I'm just straight going to sleep. And I think I told you guys that before, like for me, when stress hit me for real, for real, like. I'm knocked out. And it in in and throughout it, I'm like, man, I, I really want to. I really want to be doing something, but my body and my mind is just like it, it's this exhausted feeling of. Uh, it's like a, it feels like a weight and like I'll get off work three, four, whatever, and knock out immediately. And then I'll get up as like like I like I needed a reset. I needed a reset for um, for the day at the end of the day. So it's just it's one of those things that you like I say, you have to go through. You have to be able to fight through. I hope that you guys all had a good week. And um, even if you didn't, I hope that you were able to process it through and keep going um, accordingly so that, you know, like I say, you once you wake up, you live to fight another day and that's where we at, you know, so like I always tell you guys during our mental health checks, I'm here. You guys can reach me at Poetic Property Podcast on uh, Instagram and Facebook um, and then Poetic Properties on Twitter. So I'm always there. Leave a comment on the YouTube. Leave a comment on one of the audio um, on Google, Apple 
or uh, Spotify. And, you know, we just we just get it going. I'm appreciative of every everybody who listens. I hope that you are able to uh, take something from every episode that I give you, because I, I not only do I do this for myself to to have my own therapy, but it's for you to make sure that, you know, you are not alone and you can you can fight through it as long as you're breathing. So it's 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 how can I say it? This is all of our therapy, you know. If you're listening, if you're watching, like my the goal is for 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 me to give you the strength that I couldn't find when I needed it. It's it's to show you that you can continue to do what you need to do and be who you are supposed to be, even if you're hurting a little bit. It's important that, you know, you don't um it's a part it's important that you don't put yourself in a position that blocks everything. So again, I hope you guys had a good mental week. Um, it's all love and you know, it'll all make sense in the end. So let's see, what do I want to start with this today is I've been noticing a lot of stuff, but like I said, I'm not a gossip. I'm not a, a, a gossip podcast, so I'll never, I'll never speak on what the masses are speaking on in, in, um, but I noticed some stuff and it, and, and it got me to believe it, it. It got me to not believing, but yeah, it got me to believing that the conditioning that the conditioning of our minds from society, from our families, from our peers, like it's a real thing. And I talked about it a little bit on social discrepancies um, in regards to how other people's opinions make us behave in a way that we wouldn't without social media, without camera phones, without everything being recorded. And I believe that we've come to this era where everybody is always right. Like everybody, like nobody is ever wrong. Everybody is always right because their sister, cousin, mama, uncle, auntie said this, da, 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 da. And the reality of it is, is the reality of it is this. You are not always right. You have to accept that. You have to stop trying to bully people into believing you're right. Just because you say a bunch of words um, that sound good, it doesn't make you right. Like a lot, I've, I've been just noticing and seeing people be bullied out of their stance because they don't agree with this and they don't agree with that. And I, I, I've come across people uh, that they remind me of Jimmy from from Barbershop. Like, remember, he, he, he if you if you remember, he always had these random facts and felt like he was. Uh, he was the smartest person in the room. And then a lot of times he would say stuff. It's like, fam, you're not even, you're not even close to being right. And I'm starting to see that in the day to day. And it's just weird to me how our minds are conditioned to just want to be right all the time. I don't want to be right. That goes back to what I said. Like I prefer, I prefer my peace over being right. Period. But if I'm right, I want to be right because I I researched it. I got a second opinion. 
I have become knowledgeable about it and I know what I'm talking about. I never want to be the person that just starts talking and because it sounds good, I'm right. I don't understand how those people live. It's like it's it's like business has corrupted the minds of many. Because a lot of business, a lot of deals that you get, it don't, it don't, they don't come from you knowing what you're talking about. It comes from how you deliver what you're talking about. And then a lot of times you say these things and you have to, you, you say them up front, but you have to figure them out on the back end. And that to me, that's, that's asinine. Like, don't be in a rush to be right. Learn something. Like we so scared as a people to learn. We're so scared to to research. We're so scared to say, I don't know, especially when you're amongst a group of people that may that that may uh, be a little bit smarter than you. Oh, you come out blazing with with uh, 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 facts. You you Google nothing you research, but you memorize the facts that you saw on the Internet. And that's not healthy. It makes you look away. It really, it, it really does. And I'm seeing a lot of that on, on, um, like I said, in the day to day on socials. And I feel like we have, like, I feel like that is a mental issue. It's something in, it's something in the person that has to always be right. Even when the subject matter has nothing to do with them, they always come in and they always talk about these random facts that have nothing to do with it. And they're smart mouth and arrogant about it. And I'm learning that the sheer arrogance of false intelligence is going to be the downfall of anybody. You hear me? It, 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 like when you have that false intelligence and then you're challenged and you can't back it up, then you're not reputable anymore. So you have to get to to this space where it's okay to learn. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to not know. Never put yourself in a position to to block your vehicle. You got to get out of your own way. Like I'm a quiet person. But once I start talking, it's because I now understand what I'm about to say. I tell you guys all the time, I'm never speaking to you guys from an empty space. I'm always speaking to you guys from a space that I've either uh, been and and, and and was able to make it through, a place that I'm at and, and, and trying to get through, or a place that I got to and still wondering, like, how do I get to the next step? I never come in here and do the pod and speak to you guys from a place of arrogance. It's always from a space of teaching, but not teaching solely you, teaching myself. See, I have all these thoughts and I have all these experiences that I that I went through, but it's different when it's different internally than it is when you actually have to say it out loud and hear what you're saying and understanding what you went through. I listen to the pod like y'all listen to the pod and I learn from it. I learn what I'm saying. I make sure that I'm being authentic in who I am. I make sure that I am delivering a message that I can stand behind, that I can prove if challenged that I've been through. I never come in here. I never want to be the guy to act as if the people listening are not knowledgeable about life. I want to be um, 
I want to I want to be like Voltron and be a connection of what you already know. And I want to be able to add to it. That's just like when I'm researching stuff, I'm not looking at it like, oh, I'm so dumb that I have to research it. I'm like, I need a new piece. I have to research that because I need a new piece to the arsenal. And I really think that um, it's a mental thing that people are unable to do that. People would just rather get the cliff notes, rememberize it, say it, gain a false connection. And now you have to figure out your way through the networking pool because you've lied to your friends, to your peers, to through, you know, the networking. Like, stop. For whatever reason, we have this idea that we are being judged every step that we take. So that's why. We do these things. We, we, we feel like, oh, it's, it's a room full of college graduates, so I have to, I have to play the part. It's a, it's a room full of poets. It's a room full of engineers, so I have to shut up. The best thing that you can do when you don't know is shut up. Condition your mind to want to learn. It's really hard. It's really hard. Like, I see so much stuff on social. I see so much stuff in my day to day. I hear so much stuff and I am so proud of myself for the ability to see, hear, and to see and hear things and be like, that's crazy and have no response and keep it pushing. Not everybody could do that. People mainly like it, like it's so hard for whatever reason for people to just bypass something that they don't agree with. I used to say all the time, I am professional at minding my business. Professional, unless it's something like you hurting kids or something like that or uh, domestic violence. I'm I'm hey, I don't know what to tell you, fam. I'm going to keep it pushing. I'm very professional at minding my business because you, you, you get in people's, it's a mental thing. You want to control that situation. You feel like you can help that situation because your brain is conditioned that way. Your brain is conditioned to give your opinion about everything. And you have to break that down because you, you, the more things you give opinions about, the more clogged your brain is of things that have nothing to do with your journey. I'm not saying don't have a, don't have opinions at all, but have positive opinions too. Don't just don't just be in that mental space of oh I wouldn't do that like like I, said, I think I talked about it. Kevin Hart did uh, 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 did his his stand up and then he had his daughter in a onesie that says zero fucks given right and the people was like call CPS and da 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 I mean this in in it was it was wild, and I'm like, man, the baby can't even read though. Like by the by the time the baby even understand what it what it is, she gonna be grown enough to cuss. And, but then it's like, it, it why call CPS? Who 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 deems words bad words? Like what if what if he allows his kid to cuss? How does that affect their growth? It doesn't. It's a word. 
But yet people were had their opinions. It couldn't be me. Take the kid, blah, 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 blah. And then you get into his personal and it's just, it, it, it like, it's crazy how no one was like, that little baby is adorable. I'm confused by that. I'm confused why the opinions are all always negative um, with, with the kids called trolls. Now, you, you go trolling for attention. You go trolling to to irritate and, and ignite, you know, this cancel culture. And you ignite these things with, with, with your family because cousin such and such said this about this. And it's like, huh? We are so as a as a society, we are conditioned to build a team full of negativity before we are conditioned to build a positive team. Because for whatever reason, positivity comes off as a weakness. But if you're negative and you're arrogant and you cocky, that means you're strong. No, it, no, you have it wrong. And we have to condition our minds to to. Remove that ego. We have to condition our minds to to break down that arrogance and understand that we don't know nothing. In the grand scheme of things, we don't know anything. In the grand scheme of things, you know, you only know what you're privy to by the things you are around, right? We go through what we go through here in America. I don't know what's, what's going on in the Philippines. Right now, we say so hard here, the president, blah, 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 blah. And somebody on a uh, on another continent, another country could have no food, no water. The, the, the one thing that always sticks out to me when I think about the conditioning of our minds is how our entire lives, I'm 38, our entire lives, they made it out to Africa and uh, and. and and uh, South America and Puerto Rico, they made it our whole life that these are horrible places to visit. They don't have any uh, they don't have any houses. They all live in huts and and uh, it's just wild terrain. And then I become an adult and I'm like, uh, Africa is fly. Puerto Rico is fly. South America is fly. like you start thinking about that. Like, why? Why did y'all do that? Why, why is that the way that you want to condition people? Why do you condition people from a negative standpoint? I get you, 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 you want people to be aware of certain things, but why not condition us in a positive way, in a way that we are in control of what, you know, we are, uh, we are in control of what we want to know. Right. I don't want to be dictated about what I'm supposed to learn and what I'm not supposed to uh, what I'm not supposed to learn. I don't want you to tell me what I'm supposed to learn. I want to go through my life and like, oh, okay, that's something that I don't know. I want to figure out. But I don't want you to plant these seeds in me that is going to turn me away from valuable information. I don't want you to plant these seeds of negativity in me so that I can grow up feeling like, you know, African people are bad or, or South American people are bad. Puerto Rico, bad. They're people like us. They go through situations like us. They are a product of their environment like us. And like us, they react to things how they are conditioned to react to. So for me, um, as I slide through through whatever it's supposed to be for me, my mission, I'm reconditioning myself. 
I'm conditioning myself to be quiet when I know I'm not the smartest in the room or the smartest of uh, about a subject. I've conditioned myself to speak up in a positive way and not making it an arrogant thing when I do know the answer to whatever the subject is. I am big on learning. I'm conditioning myself to be passionate and uh, uh, to be passionate of what I say, compassionate about what people are going through and empathetic. I'm not giving no more sympathy. I don't give sympathy because it's not needed because I want to I don't want to sympathy is a form of pity. I want to be empathetic to you, meaning I'm going to sit down and I'm going to I want to learn what it is that you're going through. I want to understand what it is that you are going through so that I can rock with you and I can be of true assistance of whatever you're going through if I can I don't want to say I've been through that because two people could be on the opposite sides of the street going through the same exact thing, but handle it differently. Me, I handle mine internally to the point to where it affects my physical health. Somebody else might handle it externally where it affects the community. And so I want to understand, I want to understand why, why does it or how does it affect you? We so conditioned to feel like everybody got to handle it the same and it's dismissive. It's dismissive. You, you, it's important. Like I said before, it's important that we stop sometimes and listen to listen, listen with the expectation of I'm not going to respond to anything. I know who I am. I told you guys I'm at the point in my life that I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I will say. I know exactly what I won't say. I know exactly how I'm going to respond to these type of situations. Why? Because in the grand scheme of things, I choose peace over anything. I'm not going to argue with you if I know I'm right. Because it's nothing to argue about. I'm not going to argue with you if what you're saying to me has no substance, I choose my peace. I'm very well, I'm, I'm, I'm very good at holding myself accountable. It took conditioning for me to, to do that. It took me to break the conditioning of my family's teachings. It took me to uh, uh, condition to break the, 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 the teachings that I've learned from TV, that I learned from movies, that I learned from music, that I learned from cartoons. Like it took me so long to condition myself to be able to understand what's going on in my life. It's important for me to understand what's happening in my life. When you're young, you just go with the flow and because this person said it, you do it. Because that person said it's right, you believe it's right. You never research. Even even when you're in school, even when you're in school, like now my kids ask me certain things, I'm like, nah, we got a whole, we got a whole list of facts of almost everything in the world right at our fingertips with the phone. So when their teachers are saying this and their teachers are saying that, I tell them, look up the time frame in which your teacher was talking about and then just scroll through. And we look at certain articles, we look at certain readings, we we look at certain journals so that they can have the full aspect of what's, what, what should be taught. Instead of just being conditioned to just look at what the curriculum 
of the, the school district offers. Of course, the, the, the school is not going to offer things that is going to create too much debate. Understandable. It is what it is. It's certain things that should be in there that are not. We've all been there as kids. We all been there as parents. You know, even our parents and our grandparents are like, they're not going to tell you this. So that's why it's important that you are connected with the elders of your family. You have to get the other piece to the puzzle. So it's important that you 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 have school, but you have your elders and it's important that you have your elders, but you have school because either way, it's a it's a it's a conditioning. So if I'm going to be conditioned, I want balance or if I want to be conditioned, I want balance. I want to I want to I want to be able to uh, object to what my elders are saying because I learned this in school. I want to be able to object uh, object to my professor because, no, my 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 grandma was there. My great grandma was there. They said, boom, 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 boom. That's not that. That's the fact that that's the fact that y'all have. But in the area where my people were, this is what was going on. And it's important that we learn that it's important that we that we have a level of understanding to know that everything that 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 you read on the Internet is not true. Everything that you hear from your elders is not true. But it gives you a ground to do the research. It gives you a foundation of, all right, this is where I'm going to start at to do to do this. This is where I'm going to start at to to learn this or learn that. And you have to just be able to go with it. My main thing about this podcast, beyond making sure that y'all are good mentally, is making sure that you are aware that the journey you are on belongs to you. I know that's that's a hard pill to swallow. I know it's tough to understand, but at the end of the day, it belongs to you and you alone. It doesn't matter who you get, uh, who you tell to get in the passenger seat. It doesn't matter if you have kids in the back seat. Your journey belongs to you, and it's up to you to understand your journey. It's up to you to positively uh, uh, process what you need to process to pass down. If you want to break that generational curse of negativity. Where I came from was was were, were the, the cities that I was raised in, gang banging, hustling and athletes. The, the area that I have my kids in, they promote architecture, engineering, art, performing arts. Not as a means to get out, but as a, a, an addition to education. Is different. The whole goal is to break the cycle. The whole goal is I, I was conditioned one way to believe that, all right, I have to be super good in sports or I'm never going to be nothing in life. Well, as I got older and started realizing, OK, you're not everybody not making it. What's the what? So so since everybody's not making it in sports, I condition myself for my kids. I'm not forcing you all to play sports. But what I am going to do, I'm going to nurture the skills that you do have. Uh, my one son wants to be an engineer. Been in robotics for the last two years. My other son wants to be, uh, 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 is an aspiring artist. He got equipment already to 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 do his art. I don't stop him like, no, I don't do art. You got to focus on school because of that. But I don't let him sit and do art all day without doing school. I have my one son who told me that. I don't, like, I'm not feeling school because I just want to make music. I talked to my brother Duck about it. 
Doug said, man, Pina, he got to understand that even if he wants to do music, there are certain things that he needs to learn in school to that is going to help him do his music. So we talked to him. Yo, King, you got to you got to pay attention to school. You have to. One, because the government says you have to have a high school diploma, period. And then two, because there's certain things that you're going to need. It's certain things you're going to need to make music. It's going to be certain things that you need to understand. But I'm not conditioning them to say, no, you going to play sports because me and your uncles was super good at sports. And one of y'all got to make it to the league to help us all. We are conditioned to we're conditioned to believe the weirdest things. And we have to get out of that. We have to make sure that our mental conditioning is strong as our physical conditioning. And what that means is uh, fighting against your negative thoughts. What that means is uh, uh, when you're having when you're having those hard days that you that that you feel like, man, I just can't I can't go on is rearranging your words so that you can believe in yourself and create a consistency in yourself that you you can get through it. I'm not saying you're going to be positive every single day all the time. But what I am saying is that with reconditioning yourself to believe in who you're supposed to be, it's going to make your days that much greater. It's going to make those fights that you have with yourself mentally that much stronger. You're going to gain so much confidence in understanding who you are. My brother asked me yesterday, how does it make you feel that people listen to your pod? And I said, bro, I, 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 it, it feels good, I, but I, I, I feel that I have to make sure they are aware of who I am. So when I'm saying certain things, I'm making sure that it's not a situation of my truth, their truth, and then the, then the truth. I'm making sure that I'm holding myself accountable in the things that I'm saying and the things that I'm putting out there. I'm making sure that if anybody backtrack and say, oh, well, uh, he said this, they understand. I'm saying this from the life that I lived. I feel great being able to speak to people on the pod, but to to be honest, I'm speaking to myself. I'm one. I'm one of you guys. I'm one of you guys. I believe. I believe in who I'm supposed to be, but more importantly, I believe in that I'm sometimes saying things that I don't even. I don't understand right right now as I'm saying them out of my own mouth. So I listen to the pod and I take notes. So that's how I feel. I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel uh, I don't feel like I'm giving you guys bad information. I feel like I'm giving you the best information that I can give you as a person who is going through what I'm trying to help you go through. My meditation is top tier. My praying is top tier. My ability to detach myself from negative situations, top tier. I'm a human being. Even when, even when it's positive things, I'm not a jealous person. I'm a person who wants more in my life. So even when, I, when I'm overloaded with positivity, I have to back up because my mind starts going. And not even in a negative way. It's just like fireworks in my mind. Like, dang, I can't believe the homie got a new job. Oh, man, I can't believe my friend got... Um, my friend got a new business. I can't believe, you know, my other homie made their first sale. I can't believe, like, it's, it's, it's overwhelming, so I have to pull myself back. I have to pull myself back because I can't, I can't handle it a lot of times. I can't handle it. It's one of those things that I got to be able to, to calm myself. I have to be able to see clearly. And when I'm overwhelmed negatively or positive or positively, it's, it, it creates this whole thing in my mind. 
And it's this roller coaster where it's it's just like lightning bugs, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But as I start conditioning myself, right, I start praying more. I start meditating more. I started doing my breathing exercises. Um, I started uh, altering the way I spoke about myself. I believe in who I am, but it took a long while for me to do that because I kept looking at everything I failed at. I kept looking at everything that that didn't work. And then I switched it. It didn't work yet. That idea is still active. It just didn't work yet. When I put the yet on it, I'm like, you know what? You're right. So when I have ideas that don't hit, when I have creations that don't hit, the sadness is there because it's like, man, I thought that was it. But then when I'm like, it just didn't hit yet. I'm like, all right, cool. What's the next step that can make it better? What's the next thing I could do to 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 bring it to everybody's attention? When I write a poem and I'm like, uh, uh, I'll write a poem and I'm like, mm, I tell my brother, I'll be like, Doug, listen to this. And I'm like, you know what? Never mind. It's not finished yet. Because he'll ask me, are you, 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 are you done with it? And I'll be like, mm, I don't know. Just just listen to it. And, and this is before because now, excuse me, now it's a different process. Like this, Like it's a full on business now. So I don't want to cheat him from being able to be a fan by always calling him and saying, listen to this piece before it's complete. But before I'd be like, bro, listen to this. And I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I'll say what I'm saying. And then I, he'll be like, you finished? And I'll be like, I don't know. I'm gonna call you back in a minute. Because in my mind, it was, it, it was, it was where it was supposed to be. But as I'm reading it out loud and I'm hearing myself, I'm like, not yet. It's not done yet. That idea is not done yet. It is not manifested fully into the child that I need it to be. So I go back to the drawing board. But I had to condition myself to be able to 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 do that, to be able to accept it without it being hurtful, without me feeling like I'm being hard on myself. It's a conditioning that you have to go through. And it's not easy because you have to you have to think about this. From the time I was born till about 25 I was living off of whatever I was taught by my granny by my nana by my uncles by my brothers my mom whatever my dad whatever but then at 25 it's like nah that ain't this ain't the 60s this ain't the 70s this ain't like I'm grown now. The things that you are saying don't apply to what the world is today. So I had to start conditioning myself. So for the last, I'm 38. So for the last, what is that? I said 25. So the last 13 years, I have been conditioning myself to see the life I'm supposed to see for myself and learning that the life my elders taught me was not the life like like they didn't teach me life according to who I was going to be. They taught me life uh, from the perspective of who they were. So I had to spend this last 10, 12, 13 years reconditioning myself to fit in the life that I live today. So. I tell my kids, I don't like. 
my kids are some of the freest kids you ever see, but they're also some of the most respectful kids that you ever see. They get out of line here and there because they're kids, but I'm not, I, I, I want them to be a part of their conditioning. And I'm saying conditioning because it is what it is. That's, that's it. Uh, uh, it's, it's equivalent to physical conditioning. I don't want people to listen to this and think I mean conditioning as in brainwashing, as in dictatorship. I mean, physically conditioning yourself. I mean, taking the, going through the same rigors and pains and, and, and missteps as you do physically, but with your mental and understanding how to get through it. Once you do something a certain amount of times, it's second nature for you. So if you if your whole life has been negative, 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 and nobody has uh, uh, redirected you, that's all you're going to think about. That's all you're going to teach. But if you get once you get older and you're like, yeah, that's that's cool. But did I need that? Man, I lost that. But did I need that? This hurt. But did you learn something? It's conditioning. It's things that you have to just understand. That's why like last year, um, Last year, my word for the year was honesty. And it was for me to understand that. And I've said it before. As long as I'm being honest with you and I'm not coming from a place of malice or hurt or delivering it in a way that is disrespectful to you, you have to take what I said. Now, how you interpret it and how you deal with it is on you. But as long as for me, for me, if it's honest and it's not disrespectful and I'm delivering it properly uh, without like coming for you, what the kids say, you got to take that. But also I have to if, if, if what you are saying to me and you like, look, I'm not even I'm not coming from a place of malice, but this is what I feel like. I can't then tell you, no, you don't feel like that. No, don't talk to me like that. No, this, no, that. As long as you're not disrespecting me and you are delivering something to me um, from a from an honest place, I got to accept that. But it took conditioning to understand that because we're, we're built to argue. Don't let nobody punk you. You ain't no punk. Stop crying. Well, no, it hurts. I'm all right. You're taught to defend yourself from an emotional standpoint, and that's garbage. I'm so glad that I that I've learned that I'm not knocking people who still argue from an emotional place. I'm not knocking people who argue or anything like that. But for me, if I'm arguing, if I'm arguing, first of all, like. That's a problem in itself because I don't argue, I walk away. So if we're debating differences, let me say that <laughs> if we are debating differences. I can sit there. And I can listen to what you're saying. And then I'm able to, even if you're yelling, even if you're cussing, all that emotional, a gift that I have obtained through this journey I'm on is being able to sit back and pull that away from it. It's almost like uh, that movie uh, um, Minority Report. When uh, Tom Cruise had those gloves on and he was like, this is going to happen at this time and that time he's twisting and he's turning these screens and he's sliding them off. That's how I am with emotions now. If I'm having a, a um, an emotional debate with you, right? I'm able to move that hate. I'm able to move that pain. I'm able to move those tears. I'm able to move uh, the, the head, the head rocking. I'm able to move the hand clapping. 
just to see like, damn, I hurt you. All right, got it. Cool. I see what the actual issue is. So now I, as a man, can address that issue. We're conditioned to, who are you talking to? You ain't going to be talking to me like that. Blah, blah, blah. You're conditioned to do that. As you get older, if you want to have a successful life, whether it's relationships, friendships, family, business, you have to be able to sit back and move it. You have to be able to be Tom Cruise in Minority Report and move all the unnecessary stuff until you get to the root of it. You have to condition your mind to be able to see that so that you can handle things properly. A lot of relationships are lost because of the response, not because of the action. It's because we don't recognize the real hurt because we're so caught up about how the hurt was delivered. You have to teach people how you you need to be dealt with for you to be able to handle things equally on a, on a level playing field so that if the relationship is meant to be, if the friendship is meant to be, if the parental to child relationship is meant to stay strong, you have to be able to condition yourself to remove everything that is unnecessary to what the actual issue is and attack the issue. It's hard. It, it's, it's, it's a very difficult thing to do because I personally feel like how many ever years you've been through something, right? So if I've been, if I was, if I was through 25 years of being conditioned of how my elders used to live, it's going to take me 25 years to fully eradicate what was to be what it's supposed to be. If that makes sense. So for me, that's why it's a constant day to day um, it's a constant day to day routine for me of reconditioning, whether it be work. Like if something's happened at work, I remember I used to be so mad, like, oh, I can't believe this. Da 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 da. Now it's like you gonna get this email, and I'm gonna get back to what I was doing. No emotions, no anything. This is what it's gonna be, or this is the next step. Because I'm not going to be sitting here stressed out about it. I'm not going to be going back and forth with you about it. I'm not going to be doing anything but what I'm supposed to do, even with my kids. Listen, at first I used to be the, oh, shut up, blah, I said so. And I used to be whooping them and all that. And now I was just like, nah, fam, you're a human. Like, what's up? What, 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 do you, what happened? Okay, cool. Are you on punishment? Give me your stuff. Well, dad, this is what happened. Boom, boom, boom. I'm able to sit back and be like, you know what? I feel you. I don't think you should have did it like that, but I feel you and I understand. And then I keep it pushing. My goal is to let them handle as many situations as they can at their level because I've been teaching them for a long time. I've been like... I started my journey at I started my journey of changing who I wanted to be at 25. Right. So little by little, I've been shifting. I've been going through mistakes and correcting. I've been going through hurt situations and correcting. I've been doing wrong and then I've been correcting. It's just all about learning as you go. So as I'm learning, I'm te- this is how I'm teaching my kids. So my two oldest who are 13 and 14 at this time, they've been, as I'm learning, they're learning. So as I'm changing my way of thinking of, of what I was taught as a kid, I'm teaching them the new way to be free, to be open, to have conversations with me. And to this day, that's where we are. 
I tell them, if I have to put my hands on you now, I'm going to have to fight you as a young man. We're going to have to hit the backyard old school because I'm not about to be whooping you. You're old enough and smart enough to communicate. But I had to condition them to believe in who they were. I had to show them time after time that as long as you don't cuss at me, as long as you don't yell at me, you can tell me whatever. A lot of people hate that I'm that way with my kids, but this is the reason why. When people start attacking your kids, when people start speaking on your kid's name unjust, when somebody tries to hurt your kid, my kids are going to come to me. Why? Because I've conditioned them to be able to talk to me about anything. I don't back in the day and I'm not saying this is I'm not saying this is my situation particularly, but I know a lot of people who have had hurt done to them by people in the community and their family and their parents not believe them. Until years and years and years and years later. I'm never doing that for my kids or I'm never doing that to my kids. If they tell me anybody done anything, y'all better watch out because they know not to tell me stuff. That's a lie when it comes to that type of stuff. I'm not saying they don't lie. They're kids. Of course they lie, but they know not to tell me something like that because I tell them all the time as I'm teaching them. Listen, if something happens to y'all, y'all got to be honest because I'm probably going to lose my life or I'm probably going to lose my freedom protecting you. I've told them that since I can remember. So when they tell me certain things, they're very aware how to deliver it to me. They're very aware how to start the conversation because for them, I will lose life and freedom, period. But I had to condition them just like I had to condition myself. So they're free thinkers. No, they don't run my house. No, they don't get every single thing that they want. No, they're not without punishment. No, they're not without reprimand. But they're free. They're free. So we have to we have to understand that we have to. Especially us parents, we have to understand that our kids are watching. I always say when I make a post about something, um, my kids watching. And what that means is that they may not say what they saw, but they seen it. They may not say what they heard, but they heard it. So me knowing, me being cognizant, even when my kids are not here, I know they're watching. I know they're watching. I started the pod. They're like, dad, we seen your pod pop up. And I'm like, what? Yeah, they know that I'm down here recording, but they don't know what I'm. They didn't initially know what I was recording for. So then they see they see the pop pop up. Next thing you know, they tell any friends, yo, my dad famous, famous YouTube. Relax. So they got their friends, you know, they 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 telling their friends my dad's on YouTube to them. YouTube is the it and all they have no idea about a world bigger than YouTube and TikTok. They're going to lose their mind if I get on TikTok. They're going to lose their mind because in their mind, their dad is famous. They see me down here working without without uh, uh, understanding, right? When it hits them that all this that I'm doing is conditioning. What I'm doing right now is making sure that they see me work no matter what, whether it's 
upstairs uh, working my nine to five or down here being creative because I want them to understand that no matter what, whether it's by yourself or with the family, you got to go get it at all means. I don't want to teach them the, the, the negative stuff that I saw to get it. I'm not knocking that because it was very good money in that life. It was very good money in that life. Uh, but I want to I want to be the example of they see me tired. But they see me trying to come up with the next idea to 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 get us some money to get me a break. They see me working, so they're like, oh, I, I don't want to do that, but I do want my own business. My old has been harassing me. My oldest been harassing me last two weeks. Dad, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So I get in with another question. Oh, I don't know that. All right, go research. All right, Dad, I'm ready to start the business. Ask him another question. He don't know. Two weeks. He think I ignored. He think I was ignoring him today. He said, Dad, I want to drop my business um, in March. I want to drop it for my 15th birthday. I said, Okay. I said, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a month. I'm gonna give you a month to. Write it down because I got to I, I have to be the investor. I'm the first investor. So I have to see what you're trying to what you're trying to do, what your business consists of. Um, like, what's your timelines on your product? Like, what products are you trying to do? I have to be able to to see all that. Right. And he's like, oh, man, whatever. Da, 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 da. So I say, hey, this, you, you got a month. He's like a month. For, I said, figure it out. You have a month. He sees what I'm doing. He don't understand what it took for me to get to this point. So now I'm not going to leave him uh, uh, by himself trying to figure out the journey, but I'm going to leave him by himself to figure out the foundation. Because he can't build a business on my back if it's his business. He have to build his foundation. And then now I'm going to come in and be like, all right, bet. This is what you want to do? All right, cool. This is what we have to do to get, get here. I can't say, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. What you're trying to do and what I'm trying to do is two different things. But I'm never going to leave your side as you are building your business, I'm always going to help you, but you have to have some boundaries for yourself. As a businessman, I, I can't be dad. I can't come in your business. You are the man. You are the CEO. I'm putting that in his head. I'm putting that in all of their heads. You are the CEO of your business. I don't care who comes in. You are the boss and you are to speak with the, 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 the voice of a boss. You are to move with the characteristics of a boss. I'm not saying be mean. I'm not saying be rude, but I'm not dad when I come into your business. Conditioning. Taking that negative, you stay in your, you stay in a kid place. You 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 do what I say, do how I say it, taking that away. I don't want to condition it. Because what you don't know is that when 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 you grow up and your parents tell you stay in a kid's place. You speak when you spoken to. That, that's respect. Like you let people bully you off of that. You let teachers talk to you crazy because they're teachers. You let your boss talk to you crazy uh, because your parents told you you speak when you spoken to. I said what I said. You don't understand. In my mind as a kid, you telling me that you my boss. 
So as I grow up and you telling me that, you know, from the time I can understand you to the time I get out your house. What I'm going to do at work. They're going to run me ragged. They're going to they're going to slave me out. And I'm never going to say nothing because I speak what I'm spoken to. Now, my kids, I'm reconditioning myself to understand we we are respectful by all costs. We are very respectful young men. Well, I'm an elder at this point to them, but we're very respectful. And I teach them to be very respectful, but I teach them to walk in the greatness that they have. I teach them to be who they are supposed to be. I teach them to research and not even I'm not even on front. I'm not even on front. My brother, Duck, again, I know y'all probably like, bro, here we go. But I love my brother. So it's be, it's it's him telling me, Pina, you got to research. Just sit down one day and just look at this and then look at that. Look at this. And you keep going and keep going and keep going. And then now it's second nature for me. It's second nature for me to sit and research. It's second nature for me to spend hours just trying to figure stuff out. But guess what? My kids don't have to go through that mental conditioning of do what I say because I said it. They have their own minds. They have their own thoughts because I'm conditioning them to be free men mentally. A lot of us, and it's not even to, to me, it's not even a race thing. Because I've seen multiple races of men have that same conditioning of respect. Don't say you don't talk to me that way. I'm your elder. When I speak, you shut up. And it's like, nah, because what you're saying is wrong. What you're saying is absolutely wrong. And you have to you have to know that. You have to understand that, like, you've been telling me something wrong my whole life, but it it, it always becomes, um, like, I always think about the analogy of the lion cub, how it says that when, you know, one of the lion cub, the boys, when they get big enough, they'll try to challenge their dad, and uh, sometimes they win, but majority of times they lose and they get kicked out of the pride. That's how it is in real life. Like, you have to hold back, and I think it's so... I think it's so sad that we have to live like this. But as men against fathers and women against uh, mothers or young girls against mother and boys against their father, you you are conditioned to when I get strong enough, when I get big enough, I'm going to say what I have to say to you. Huh? Now, tell me now so we can fix it, because if not, you're going to take that to my grandkids and then my grandkids, by the time they get older and I'm I'm dead and gone, nobody's ever going to be able to fix it. And it's going to be keep going and keep going. So for me and mine, I choose to break it. I choose to allow a free a free way of conditioning. I free, I choose a way of telling you, hey, if this is what you want to do, this is what you have to research. You got to do your your mental push ups. You have to do your mental sit ups. You have to do your mental pull ups. You got to do that to condition yourself to be who you feel like you are supposed to be. I am solely here to help guide you. And that is when one of two things, when I see you so far off of the rails and you can't find your way back as your father, it is up to me to recondition you to get back on your journey. 
And the second reason is if you ask. So many people are conditioned not to ask for help, not to believe in in help, not to want support because if you can't do it by yourself, then you're nothing. And that's false. It's false. I want you guys to know that you can do everything you put your mind to. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next year. But if you keep going and you keep fighting, it'll make sense in the end.